Hey everyone, I'm Rachel Tipgraf, the founder and CEO of Micmac. And I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast, Brave, Brave Commerce. Commerce. Every week, we'll tackle what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. We'll share tips worth millions in sales. While interviewing the bravest marketers on how to navigate e-commerce's latest consumer and retailer dynamics. Welcome to the first episode of Brave Commerce. So Sarah, you've had a big year, you've made a big career shift, and now you've come into my universe of e-commerce. What created this opportunity? Well, one of the things that I loved about marketing is that it was interesting and it got you close to sales. But what I love about e-commerce is the direct effect of the work that you're doing on actual sales and profit. And I love that it's in a space that's not necessarily new, but is hitting a tipping point. And that's gotten me super stoked about diving in much deeper. So when you say tipping point, what does that look like? Is that like a $250 billion opportunity or a way that has nothing to do with revenue? Less about revenue, always about the consumer. And so I think when I started looking into e-commerce, this was pre-COVID, and I started seeing the trends of people buying more impulse purchases online. And once I started seeing that happening, the whole idea of click and collect and that last mile coming more and more accessible, that got me thinking we were going to be hitting a tipping point in a couple of years, and maybe I should get myself ready for this. And then COVID hit, and nobody was walking into a store, and my grandparents were ordering groceries on Instacart. So the world changed and we accelerated five years in five weeks. And that was just as I was making my final decision to join Profitero. And I'm like, man, this, this wave, it's, it's a tidal wave. Consumer behavior is radically shifted and marketers aren't ready. Mm. So that's where I love to play. And I guess my, my question is why Profitero? Because your background, so much of it, the DNA came from like the agency world why not become CEO of an e-commerce agency versus becoming CEO of an e-commerce software company? It's a lot easier to manage a product than it is to manage people. I can tell you that. But I was done with agency life. And I don't know that it was about agency life per se. 360i, where, where I was for many years, is was like my third child, I, I often say. And I don't know that I loved agency life, but I loved 360i. The part I loved the most was not so much the agency component, but navigating where there were no roads. And that's what Profitero does. Profitero helps brands navigate where there are no roads, like starting working with new retailers, starting to look at metrics a lot differently to get that unfair advantage and drive more sales. And that totally excites me. I know when you're gearing up to take this job and even in your few short months being at Profitero, what would you say are the biggest e-commerce challenges that brands need to solve right now? First is organizational dysfunction. You know, Brave Commerce here is about talking about what big brands are doing and big brands got big problems and organizational design is is one of them. And so that reminds me a lot of what I was doing, you know, 10, 15 years ago in search and social media where these were new technologies, they didn't really have a home. And so it was everybody's job and it was nobody's job. And Rachel, you and I have had these conversations before where you and I could be working with the same customer and we'll be working with completely different divisions despite having the same exact goals. Mm-hmm. So I think the number one challenge is organizational fluidity 
when it comes to e-commerce. E-commerce is a source of truth. It's a bellwether for all commerce. And I think that it's something that really should be one of those KPIs that get measured across the organization, whether you're sitting in marketing, consumer affairs, commercial. I mean, it really just does spread across the entire organization. So that's just like my far number one. I would say number two would just be um, education. So along with that organizational dysfunction, it's just kind of understanding how the world works. I thought I knew what I was talking about in e-com when I started learning more about e-com analytics late last year, Mm -hmm. but there's so much to learn. And frankly, it's not rocket science, but it's just a different way of thinking. It's not quite brick and mortar. It's not marketing. It's got its own set of permutations and um, knowing is half the battle. So we have to get more people educated. I hope we'll do that with this podcast. I'm really excited to be doing this with you, Rachel. I always tell people when it comes to e-commerce, tactics are greater than strategy. It's a hands-on keyboard approach. Yeah. I mean, strategy is 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 great to start, but it hands-on keyboard. I love that. I think that's absolutely right. It's and and it's a real-time environment too. Mm-hmm. For me, it gets me excited to wake up every day and go to work. Well, go to desk and just go to Zoom. God help us. It, it gets me excited because I feel like I can work with our brands to move the needle on a day-to-day basis and find revenue opportunities on a day-to-day basis and better connect consumers with the products they're looking for. And that excites me because of the momentum. I think if I was doing it in a slower moving business, I I, I might not be as excited to wake up. (laughs) So we have organizational design, education. Is there a number three? Oh yeah, there is a rule of three. So, um, Gosh, I guess I guess number three is just connecting the dots, right? Um, so we talk about training and org design, but no matter what you do, you still need to have those tributaries that that connects the dots. And it's actually interesting, you know, when you and I got to know each other on a professional level, even understanding the difference between what happens when somebody goes to the where to buy mm-hmm. in an ad all the way through to that conversion. I mean, there are so many different steps along the way and different players that, that get involved in there. And, and we need to connect those dots a lot better as an industry um, because we can't just count on our personal friendships to get us there. Yeah. Everything that happened in the CDP world, the DMP is now permeating into e-commerce tech stack. Um, the pipes have to connect. For folks who don't know, Sarah and I actually, we met at a General Assembly dinner event, right? Like nine months ago, we should really look back. Back when we were able to eat at a restaurant together. Um, yeah, I think it was October, November. That was where, where we met. I had heard of you, your reputation proceeds. I was excited to meet you. What a great dinner. Yeah, it was a phenomenal dinner. Gail Harwood was there from Kellogg's. Um, Marie Gulin, who at the time was at Calvin, now she's at Google. There were other amazing folks there, including my best friend that you also got to meet. I mean, our relationship pays back that dinner in spades for years to come. And then fast forward, you've created this entire new career in e-commerce. And I'm so excited to be navigating this wild landscape with you. It's funny you mentioned Gail. Um, I was I was thinking about Profitero back then. And I, leg- I sat next to her at dinner specifically to say, I'd love to pick your brain on this kind of stuff because I'm still learning about it. And then you were on the other side and I didn't even know what you did. And, and, and that's where this all, all got started. So uh, I'm, I'm 
super excited. You know, you also have a really interesting story coming from senior marketing role at the Gap to this. Explain. Yeah. So um, unlike your recent move into e-com, I have sadly been doing it my entire life. This is an amazing space. I know. I agree. I agree. But what I like to tell people is it's, it's all I know. So don't ask me to do anything other than e-commerce. Uh, you know, when I was 13, I became an eBay power user. And the story there is I had a bat mitzvah. I was given all these presents I wasn't really interested in except one present, which was a digital camera from Radio Shack. And I photographed all of the presents and I uploaded them to this website that I heard advertised called eBay. And about a week later, I knocked on my parents' store and I asked for a ride to the UPS store. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I told my mother that I sold all of my presents on eBay. She was mortified. My father thought I was onto something. And that really started my love affair with content and commerce because it's everything that you just said, Sarah. There's a science to it. It's really nuanced. It changes every day. And it just really captivated my interest. Little did I know that that would turn into a major career path. And, you know, I graduated college during the financial crash of 2008. And I went to NYU and no one was getting jobs anymore at Bear Stearns. And the folks that were hiring were digital and social media agencies in New York City. And I arrived at the right agency at the right time. It was called Undercurrent. It no longer exists. It got acquired. Um, but my clients were Pepsi, Estee Lauder, Levi's, Vans. And I was at the forefront of social commerce. And next thing I know, I got a crazy phone call uh, in 2011 to lead global digital and social media for Gap. I was 24. The job was to report into the global CMO, who at the time was this amazing guy named Seth Bardman. I didn't know you worked for Seth. Yeah. Oh. I have a lot to owe to Seth. Uh, he took a huge chance on me. And the mandate was grow the e-com business, lower the average age of the customer and make this brand relevant again. And my relationship with Seth was extremely powerful because he literally said, do not ask for permission. I will go to bat for you. And together, you know, we were there for three positive years of the company's growth, 2011 and 2014. It's unfortunately now a different story at Gap and a lot of apparel and footwear retailers. But we were able to do amazing work there but the thing that caused me to quit my job was the rise of Amazon. You know, if you think about Gap, it's one of America's oldest direct-to-consumer brands. And every year that I was there, I was watching our organic search results rise in Amazon. Gap, even today, is still not available for sale as an authorized seller in Amazon. And it was early signs to me that the major e-retailers were about to become the new Walt Gardens. And that's why I decided to quit my job to essentially build Micmac to figure out how do you allow huge consumer brands to try to own more of that customer journey while still by driving sales at their biggest retail partners like Amazon, Target, Walmart. And that's where our two companies kind of come together and because we're figuring out ways to capture intelligence for brands at different sides of the house. I'm so excited to bring our favorite marketers onto this show to help us explore all of the nuances and opportunities that exist in this landscape. Yeah, I mean, you would think that there would be a podcast about this kind of stuff. You know, I, are, are we crazy for doing this or are we bringing something unique to the space that isn't currently covered? Like, what's our USP here? I think the, the big opportunity for brave commerce is 
to create a community of marketers that are navigating very similar issues, have similar outlooks on life, but like their organizations, which are so siloed, they haven't been able to build the relationship with their peer groups. And, you know, I have so much admiration for the CMO community. They've really become tight knit, but that community does not exist right now in e-commerce. And we are both in very unique positions. We get to talk to the best minds in this space every single day. And Brave Commerce is an opportunity for us to bring all of that thought leadership into one audio room. I'm down with that. That works. Spoken like a true marketer. (laughs) Rachel, the name of this podcast is called Brave Commerce. So you need to be brave to be on the podcast. And certainly if you're going to be the host. You clearly made a very brave professional move, leaving the gap in a cushy job to an and very empowered job to start McMac. So clearly, professionally, you're quite brave. Tell me something personal yeah. that makes you a brave. You know, it has to do with the story of leaving Gap. You know, I left Gap end of 2014. I knew I wanted to start a company, but that wasn't really the reason why I left. I decided to go on this world trip, honestly, to find myself. And you know, on this journey, when I was traveling the world by myself when I was 27, I worked up the courage to come out as a gay woman. Um, and that was something that I sat with my entire life and didn't have the courage to do it until that moment. And I look back on all the amazing things that have happened in my life. And I've had smaller acts of bravery, but I truly believe that was the greatest one. That's a biggie. That's hard to top. Not gonna lie. That's a biggie. Damn, you are brave, Rachel. Thank you. So, Sarah, as you know, we called this podcast Brave Commerce for a reason. And that's because we both gravitate towards stories of bravery. So I would love to know, Sarah, what is the bravest thing that you've ever done? Well, there's personal and professional. Professional, you can Google me. Personal. um, Mic drop. (laughs) um, Personal goes back... uh, more than 20 years when I decided to go through with my marriage, despite my parents' initial opposition. And um, that was a very hard thing to do. Um, But it's something we've all reconciled. Everybody gets along. My mom actually came to my wedding. But sticking to my guns when it wasn't necessarily supported. And also at a very young age, I was 22. So I don't know if that was brave or stupid, but the marriage is still going strong. So, you know, there's that. I would call it badass. You should just call this badass commerce. We could change everything right now. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.